To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. President Trump's administration has been rolling back federal regulations on a wide array of issues. One of those regulations is an Obama-era rule that was aimed at combating salary discrimination against women and people of color. The the, uh, Trump administration has delayed the rule, but a coalition of civil rights groups, including the National Women's Law Center and the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law, are preparing a legal challenge to the Trump administration's uh, delay of implementation. Here to talk with us about this rule and what the Trump administration is doing about it are, is Michael Selmy, a professor at George Washington University Law School. Michael, what would this rule do uh, in terms of employers and their salary information? The rule was designed to uh, provide more information to the federal government regarding pay practices of uh, large employers. Currently, large um, employers have to provide demographic information about their workforce, uh, and this would have extended their uh, obligations to include pay data, um, broadly categorized in the same way that the demographic information is done. And um, it, it's designed to address uh, pay disparities um, with respect to women's uh, pay, but the information um, would have been more broad than that, and it also would have uh, only gone to the federal government. This was not going to be publicly available information, um, uh, but it was an effort to collect more information by the government with respect to the pay practices of large employers. Well, what was the idea that the what was the government going to do with this information once it got it? Well, that's a um, that's a good question. Uh, it can do a number of different things. Uh, it can, based on the information, uh, start investigations of employer practices. Uh, they do that currently with the demographic information. If they they receive the information, they have been receiving it for decades, um, and if they see wide disparities in an employer's workforce, uh, say it's all white or there's um, over way more men than you might expect given the um, employer or the work that they're doing, they can begin, the government, based on that data, can begin an investigation. And uh, they could use the pay data in the same way. Um, Whether they would do that or how much um, action they would do based on the data, it's it's not so clear. But they would not be able to um, disseminate the information to private groups who are also gearing up to bring um, challenges to uh, employers' pay practices, but this would have uh, information would have remained just what the government would have been confidential. So, if it's just a reporting statute and the, only the government's going to have it, what is the Trump administration saying about it? So they haven't said very much yet. Uh, they did, as you noted in the uh, prelude, they uh, put the rule on hold. The it, uh, the employer's obligations to report this information was. Uh, set to begin in March of 2018. The rule was announced last year, was finalized last year, uh, so they had some lead time to provide the information, which is basically based on W-2 statements and the like, but there would certainly be some burden in reporting it. Um, The Trump administration has put that on hold to review 
uh, to further review because the Obama administration also reviewed the rule. Um, this was not done in formal rulemaking. It was uh, done in a, a more truncated process. And um, uh, I, what the challenge is now, it's at this point, is just a FOIA request by the civil rights groups. But they want to know essentially why the Trump administration put it on hold um, and whether they are simply planning to uh, retract the rule or whether they have some concerns about the potential cost burdens on employers. And so far, the Trump administration has not provided any information of why they put it on hold, other than that they want to review it further with respect to potential burdens. Well, what do we know about how much of a burden it would be on employers to provide this information? Well, there's um, uh, wide disparities in terms of the uh, projected costs. Um, in its rulemaking that they did, the EUC um, uh, projected costs of about $50 million for the employers. Uh, the employer groups, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, estimated that the cost would be closer to $400 million, so there was a big gap between the two. Um, my sense is that, you know, there would certainly be costs, but it should be mostly a one-time cost. Um, once the um, systems were set up to uh, record this information, uh, it should be, you know, annually, uh, it should just be updating the information. And that's true with the current demographic information on race and gender of the workforces. Uh, the pay would be a little bit more complicated to do. Um, but it, uh, once they figured out how to do it, and, and it, that's one of the reasons for the delay. It wasn't entirely clear what was going to be required and how it was going to be done. Um, but the costs shouldn't be – they should be one-time costs. Well, the, um, you know, if, if, if these groups are gearing up for a legal challenge by doing a Freedom of Information Act request, they're gathering information – what do you, do you think there's any sort of procedural problems they're looking at, or is it really just a matter of trying to figure out what the Trump administration's rationale is? Oh, I think these um, it's always a gamble when the administration, in this instance the Obama administration, completes a rule right towards the end of the administration um, before it can really be implemented. And I think um, the civil rights groups uh, are probably hoping to find something that might lead to a successful challenge that would require the Trump administration to implement the rule. But that seems unlikely uh, to me, especially since it's currently just on hold. And uh, the, uh, it's possible, too, that the newly constituted EOC, once they're um, fully up with Republican majority, they could uh, retract the rule as well. So it seems to be uh, an effort to try and preserve a rule, but I think that's going to it's going to be a significant challenge for them to be successful on that. So it sounds like, unlike some of the places where the Trump administration has run into trouble in, say, environmental regulations and where they, there are questions about whether they follow the Administrative Procedures Act, this one may actually be an easier one for them to delay. I think that's right, in part because the EOC did not follow the Administrative Procedures Act. They used a different process, so it should be easier to undo, although it's, it's possible that um, the FOIA request could produce information that showed what the Trump administration is not supposed to do in the OMB review is just repudiate the rule. They would have to, it would have to be cost-based. And um, it's possible that they didn't have any of that information yet. But the fact that it's only on hold also seems like the challenge is likely a bit premature because the Trump administration has not completed its review of these regulations yet, or this regulation. Well, and about, we only have about 30 seconds, but what would the EEOC have to do to withdraw the rule? 
they could, um, as a, when they're newly constituted, they could, I believe, just um, in their procedures, just withdraw it. And probably what they would do is say that they were withdrawing it to reconsider it. Um, right. and, well, Michael, and, I think and, we're going to have to stop there. Thanks very much to Michael Selmy, professor at George Washington University Law School. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.